2: Joining us right now, Greg Cosell to talk some NFL football, producer of NFL Matchup and senior producer at NFL Films. Greg, good morning. Thanks for joining us.
3: How are you? Gentlemen, good to be with you guys. What's happening? My man, yeah. you happening. It's DJ, your time of year happening? been a while, my man.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> it's, it's just it's your time to shine. Football said so you shine throughout the year, but uh... I appreciate that. I was gonna
3: you know, <laughs> that's not for me to say, but thank you.
1: <laughs>
3: All right, so let's
1: operate
2: under the assumption that the Cowboys don't see Ezekiel Elliott on the field for six games. Which running back on that roster do you believe? will shine the most. Darren McFadden seems like the most sense. Alfred Morris is also there. Uh, What do you think is going to happen with those
3: backs? I would think likely McFadden. McFadden rushed for almost 1,200 yards two years ago. You know, they've had a very good offensive line for a number of years. I would doubt very much that their basic offensive philosophical approach will change. Uh, I mean, back in 2014, when DeMarco Murray rushed for 1,845 yards, Tony Romo, I believe, threw... The fewest passes of any 16-game starter in the NFL, Uh, Prescott was close to that last year. I doubt their, their entire approach will change.
1: So as far as Dak Prescott, what does he need to change to progress as an NFL quarterback?
3: You know, that's that's an interesting question. I went through and looked at all of his third downs uh, a couple of weeks ago from last year just to kind of get a feel again, and I thought he was he was very good on third down. He's, he's calm in the pocket. You know, he operates behind a, a very good old line, so he's clean in the pocket a lot. But I will tell you this. As the season progressed, and this is why I like to go back and, and be able to watch one guy you know, for 150 plays, I thought toward the end of the season, the last four or five games, and the difference was really subtle, guys. But I thought he wasn't quite as mentally sharp the last four or five games. Now, that could also be a function of the, the lengthier NFL season. You know, just it, it wears on you. Obviously, he's not played that many games and done it for as long uh, as uh, any time in his life. Um, but, he, you know, he struggled at times. He, he wasn't quite as as rhythmic. You know, the ball didn't come out quite with the same timing. Uh, there were some times he didn't quite see things as clearly as he did earlier. Now, all this is to be exciting. He was a rookie quarterback. Um, my guess is they'll try to expand a little bit in the pass game because obviously every offensive coordinator has a, a, a voluminous playbook. Now that he's been there a year, same coordinator, same offense, they'll probably try to expand a little bit with some of the concepts. But I would doubt they'll be significantly different in the way they look.
2: The Cowboys haters who wanted to downplay the seasons of Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott will always say, well, yeah, anybody can run behind that offensive line. Anybody can have that season that Dak Prescott had behind that offensive line. In your opinion, with all the games that you watched, how much credit does go? To that Cowboys offensive line for those well, guys. Well, I think
3: a lot of credit. I mean, again, you know, you get into that conversation, and and you know, that's a polarizing conversation. But DeMarco Murray ran for eighteen hundred and forty-five yards in two thousand fourteen. I think DeMarco Murray is a is a very good runner, and I think he's a, a physical, relentless kind of runner. I don't think he's a high high skill set runner. I think Ezekiel Elliott has a, has a better skill set overall. But I think we saw Murray do it. We saw McFadden run for almost 1,200 yards in something like 11 games the next year. So I think that the offensive line is critical. I think it's an approach. There's a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, coaches, who believe that if you have a good offensive line and commit to the run game, that there's a lot of backs who could gain 1,300, 1,400 yards. So you know that's why I doubt that their approach will dramatically change. Will it be as good this year, that line? Well, they, they've obviously made a few adjustments. You know, they've moved uh, Lyle Collins to right tackle. Well, yeah, and, again, th- we have the preseason to play here, so things can change. But Lyle Collins, you know, came out of LSU, as many thought, a top 40 type pick. Uh, obviously, he wasn't. We know the reasons. Um, I think he's, he can play tackle in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he has to play guard. They're still trying to see if Jonathan Cooper, who was, a, I think, a top 10 pick a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and a pretty much a consensus top 10 pick um, out of North Carolina. They're giving him another shot to see if he can play left guard. So if those guys work out exceptionally well, you could argue their O-line could be better.
1: Greg Cosell, senior producer of NFL matchups, senior producer of NFL films, running us here on Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Jay Cutler just got him a new job, a well-paying job, ten million. Why hasn't things? Why haven't things worked out for Jay Cutler? And what what is the deal with his play? I know you have not Howitzer. I've been preaching it. I played with a guy similar to him and Jeff George. Leadership skills weren't there. They just wanted to go out you and play you quarterback. I feel for you. <laughs> Similar type guys, uh, just uh, seem like detached, but great arms, and so that's why they've been able to
3: leverage that for lengthy NFL careers. Yeah, well, because he's a high-level throwing talent, and there's not, you know, those guys don't just drop out of the sky. Mm-hmm. But I think he's 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 never been a guy who could consistently play within the timing and rhythm of an offense. He can do it for stretches. He's what I've always called a see-it-throw-it quarterback. You know, he's not an anticipation thrower. He mm-hmm. needs to see it. And, and you know, his arm is good enough that he can make some of those throws or, or a lot of those throws, but then there are times you can't. But I think just over time what happens is, is he just doesn't execute the timing, rhythmic elements of the pass game as consistently as coaches would like. Um, I think it's a little bit of revisionist history to say he was great under Adam Gase in 2015 in Chicago. You know, he played reasonably well, but he wasn't great. But I think the one thing Cutler does is he will turn it loose. And I think the way Adam Gase approaches offense, he really likes that X receiver, that single receiver to the boundary to be a featured part of the offense, whether it's a wide out, and in the case of Miami, it'll be Devontae Parker, or he loves the tight end. He loves those three-by-one sets where the single receiver to the boundary is the tight end, and that'll be Julius Thomas, who we saw Adam Gase do that in Denver with Julius Thomas. So I think Cutler fits the way Adam Gase wants to play.
2: Mitchell Trubisky's preseason debut had a lot of Bears fans drooling. Of course, we know how early it is. But from that debut, what did you like from the kid?
3: Well, I thought that was a Dowell Loggins game. He was the offensive coordinator. Everything with play, action, quick game, boot. The concepts were about as basic as they could be. They wanted to get the kid comfortable. Uh, the one positive was that he was really accurate, and that's a big-time positive. Um, it was, it, but as far as what they asked him to do, I thought they did exactly the right thing. It was really simple stuff. It was one-read stuff, and, and they they didn't ask him to do much at all. He made one really, really good throw on third and 18 for 24 yards where he stuck a dig in some voids in the zone. A tough throw. He made it. Uh, but other than that, that that was a Dowell Loggins game. That was a game just to get a rookie quarterback uh, comfortable being out on the field in the NFL.
1: Precisely. And on the flip side of that, Mike Glennon didn't look as comfortable. And here's a guy that's been in this league now for three, four years, has started at times.
3: Are you disturbed somewhat that he didn't no, look as comfortable? You know, these games, it's so funny to me. And now that we have Twitter, it's fascinating. I don't look at Twitter a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I look at it almost for a joke because <laughs> now what we have is after every throw or every run by a back, we have definitive <laughs> statements about the guy's entire career. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I don't put a lot of stock. You know, uh, look, Mike Glennon, if, if he if he's to be their starting quarterback, and that remains to be seen, because when you make a trade like Trubisky, you, you know, it would seem to me that the whole focus of the organization would be to get Trubisky ready to play. But if Glennon's the starter, I think the feeling with Glennon is that he's probably a mid-level NFL starter who can run a, a multiple offense where the focus is the run game, which is what they're going to do with Jordan Howard, and where the defense can keep improving, which is what they hope will happen as young players like Leonard Floyd continue to improve, and that they can be in games and, and have a chance to win 20-17. to 17. That's that We're talking John Fox here. You guys mm-hmm. know what John Fox right. wants to do. Yeah.
2: G. and Jones at Greg Cosell across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I feel like every year there's a new star born that we didn't expect in the course of the NFL season. I think Tyreek Hill was a good example yep. of that last year. I have a feeling it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Not that that is out of the nowhere, <laughs> but I have a feeling it's going to be him. He's going to start. Uh, am I on the right track?
3: Well, again, you know, that's hard to say. Um, Again, his performance, I thought, was uh, solid. It was up and down. You know, I thought Bill O'Brien's comments after the game were right on the money. There were some things to like, some things that would be concerning is not the right word, things that you want to be able to coach and build on. Um, I don't think when the regular season starts he's going to be able to run around as much as he did. I don't think you can play like that in the NFL. Um, You know, I thought that You know, just, again, it's so hard because it's just one game. So these are not judgments as to what he is. If you just look at this one game, there were a number of times I thought he got stuck in the pocket. He didn't eliminate what wasn't there quickly enough. He didn't isolate where to go quickly enough. Uh, He needs to develop a better overall feel for the timing of the pass game from the pocket. Uh, But that's, you know, all this stuff is to be expected. You know, Bill O'Brien basically said that, and that's the way it goes with a young quarterback. Uh
1: Greg, why do you think the Washington Redskins, the hated Washington Redskins? That's coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, why won't they lock up Kirk Cousins? What else does he need I don't to know. prove to them?
3: I don't know. I, I, you know, again, I can only speak from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I think. You know, he's a very solid professional quarterback. Uh, He's a quarterback that when he has weapons, as he's had, he can run an offense very effectively and very efficiently. Um, I I don't understand that, so I I can't speak to what their reasoning is. Because at the end of the day, if he's not the guy, then someone else has to be the guy. And who is that?
2: Mariota and Winston are going to be linked together for a long time. It seems like they're both on a pretty good track to be good NFL to great NFL quarterbacks. Uh, who do you think takes a bigger step in
3: 2017? Um, you know, I think they're both on, on a really good track. I think they're totally different kinds of players and and uh you know, I think that, that Jameis is a little more of a, of a risk-taker, and I think that offense is a little more of that kind of, of pass game. I think Dirk Cutter's offense is a little more focused on the intermediate throws and the deeper throws, um, and, and I think that fits Jameis' personality. But I do think Jameis, you know, he's at the point now where he's playing on a, maybe the best team he's he's played for in his three years in the league, and he needs to sort of channel that a little more. Uh, Mariota, to me, is a more compact player. Um, you know, that's an offense built, built on the run game with two tight ends, three tight ends, play action. That's how they try to get their big plays, shot plays on first down off play action. Uh, so they're in totally different offenses, and they're different kinds of players. But I would expect both to be really good pro quarterbacks
1: two that uh, have been pretty good, and, and one that's gone to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, uh, both dealing with injuries. Uh, has the shine come off of those guys somewhat, or do you think this is just a little bump in the road?
3: Well, you never know with an injury like Luck's. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't answer that. But I think Luck, I think Luck's a very good quarterback. I mean, I think there are some a couple of things that he probably – he would tell you that he still needs to work through, but I think he's a very good quarterback – uh, Newton is. Newton's always been, and, and maybe because I'm a purist to some degree with quarterbacks, just because of my background. Newton for me has always been a little bit of a tough watch because he's he's not really a precision quarterback from the pocket. And you know, as guys play longer and longer, no matter how big they are, it's tougher and tougher to be uh, uh, to run. And I don't think he's a runner in the sense that he just flees the pocket. But I think that part of his game. Uh, might decline just a little bit as time goes on, you start to get minor injuries it 's just not the same and and he's he 's never been a really precise pocket player he 's a little bit scattershot uh, and you know that look I think two years ago when he won the m v p that was a great year This past year was not a good year. I think Newton is somewhere in between that. You know, I, I don't think he's an MVP guy that kind of year every year, and I don't think what he did last year is what he'll be every year. But I, I think he needs to become a better pocket player to really reach that next level. Doing
2: the show in New York, we are already hearing suck for Sam Chance" from Jets fans talking about <laughs> Sam Darnold. I know you've studied him. Do you think that's a little premature?
3: Yeah, I do. Uh, and In fact, I mean, look, I've watched six... Six games of Darnold, six games of of Josh Allen of Wyoming, and six games of Josh Rosen. And I think that the most physically gifted quarterback is Josh Allen Mm -hmm. uh, of Wyoming. Now, I don't know what's going to happen after each guy plays another 12, 13, 14 games. I can't speak to that. um, But... I think that Allen is, is a high, high-level talent. I think Rosen is the most refined. I think that uh, Darnold is, is, you know, at this point, the way people will talk about Darnold, they'll talk about him as, you know, he'll be one of those instinctive playmaker types with vision, feel, you know, that kind of guy, you know, with moxie and competitiveness. And all that's true, by the way. Um, you know, I think Darnold's only started, what, nine or ten games, BJ? Right. Yes, that's, that's nine. All. Nine. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's, you know... These are not judgments. These are just what the tape shows. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think a guy like Darnold, you need to see him play. Uh, you know, even if he comes out after this year, he'll probably what play twenty-three college games, or, or twenty-two, whatever it is. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's not a lot of football.
1: No, he's actually uh, started ten. I'm sorry, they 10, won okay, nine so straight. right, right. Yeah, they won nine, won nine straight after they lost his first yeah. start. there at Utah. I, I I like Josh Allen as well. So, do you think he? He's a guy that incorporates some of that dual threat into his game, but you 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 like him more as a, a pocket guy. Darnold? No, Arnold uh, Allen. Excuse me, oh, Josh Allen? Allen.
3: Allen is he can certainly play from the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy that needs a lot more discipline and refinement in his game. There was an inconsistency to his game. He's, he's kind of a loose and undisciplined player, but he's a high-level talent. I mean, I don't, did, did you get to see him a decent amount? Yes. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, agree I watched, with you. like I said, six games on tape. And, you know, he he's he's, can be a wow player. Yeah. There are certain things he can do that, that, you know, I think not many guys can do. And he's got a big arm. So with him, it's just the experience playing with more discipline. I don't know how he's coached, so I can't speak to what they tell him. Uh, he kind of reminded me a little bit, and I don't know what, what you saw, uh, I, of, of Roethlisberger coming out of Miami of Ohio, mm-hmm. when Roethlisberger was a thinner guy and moved, mm-hmm. you know, better. Um, I think Allen's arm is even better, because I always saw Ben as kind of a finesse thrower who could power it when necessary, where I, where I think Allen has kind of a hose.
1: So, uh, Rosen, I agree, uh, probably more refined of the three you mentioned, but it's a little fragile. Of course, he missed uh, a lot yep. last season. Uh, is that the only, I guess, knock on him at this
3: point? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know you know how this works, BJ. The hi- people respond to the hype, yeah. which doesn't mean anything to me. So Rosen, you know, was a big hype guy, and, and so people talk, well, he hasn't lived up to the hype. I don't yeah. even know what that means. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think that I'm just watching the tape, and I think that he – Rosen – possesses the traits you look for he's sort of got natural pocket ability he's pretty refined he's pretty advanced he's played under center he's turned his back with play action which is a learned trait if you have never done that you have to learn how to do that because when you turn your back and then turn back around amazingly enough the defense is not in the same spot Mm -hmm. so that's a learned trait you have to get comfortable with that a lot of guys don't Is there a rookie in this
2: 2017 class that you're more interested than the others to see how they play out in the regular season?
3: Well, you know, I was really disappointed to to see already that Leonard Fournette has a foot injury because that was an issue last year, and that's now a concern. And I don't know if it's serious or if it's just minor, but, you know, I watched his nine carries. I thought he looked really good. He ran real hard. he looked the same as he did in college, uh, and he, every run was he was an eye back with the quarterback under center, which is what he is. So he's a guy I've been really excited to see, but, you know, again, now he's got a foot injury again, and foot injuries for running backs are, are not good things.
2: Greg, it's great talking to you. You are a good thing. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon.
3: All right, guys, really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks my man. All right, see you, BJ. All right.
2: Greg Cosell, senior producer of NFL Matchup and also of NFL Films. Chock full of knowledge.
1: Ton of it. Great shows, both. I mean, you want to go in-depth, that's the show. Coming up next, if I could get through the phlegm. Coming up next.
2: (laughs) Gross. Brad Heller, just speaking the truth. Speaking of phlegm. Yeah, Brad Heller comes (laughs) back, and he was very depressed last hour, and Mm -hmm. we have the thing that will cheer him up. Coming right back. Guns N' Roses are coming to a town near you.
0: Listen to Tiki and Tierney Brad, for your like chance to, to win tickets exclusively anchors. on yesterday CBS Sports Radio. Preston, he was
2: upset, and then Brad rolled in here. <laughs> he goes, it was <laughs>
0: my birthday
1: yesterday. <laughs> I'm was nine. My life sucks.
0: I was suffering from the birthday hangover. Okay, oh. so well, you still sound like Eeyore right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. I went to your Twitter account because I said maybe there's some people out there that are a lot more happy than we are mm-hmm. and could send some motivational mm-hmm. things to Brad Heller. You could tweet him some stuff. And then I looked at his Twitter account, and on his Twitter account, in addition to Update Anchor and Studio Host, he said, improv and actor. Yes. Acting and improv. So I said this was the perfect thing <sighs> that we could have to get him going. Yep. Get the creative juices flowing. So, we asked the audience, what's a good monologue? What's a good thing to have Brad read? Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction mm. came right up, and there's a there's a nice, hefty, hearty monologue yeah. that he gives. How did
1: Samuel not win an Academy Award he for that didn't? performance? No. Oh, my Everyone goodness. was lauding John Travolta. Uh, oh, screw him. Weird emergence of John Travolta. That Samuel
2: joke. was the man. Yeah, Samuel. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Brad has he this, played Stephen and Django. and uh, <laughs> Brad has this monologue in, in front of him, and uh, we're gonna see uh, not only if this uh, cheers him up, but how good of an actor he is because maybe he can get out of this hell hole if someone <laughs> if someone hears this. Yeah. so uh, so Brad, uh, take it away.
0: Okay <clears throat> There's a passage I got memorized. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequalities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. Now, I've been saying that crap for years, and if you ever heard it, that meant your ass. You'd be dead right now. I never gave much thought to what it meant. I just thought it was a cold-blooded thing to say to a malafala before I popped a cap in his ass. (laughs) But I saw some crap this morning, made me think twice. See? Now I'm thinking, maybe it means you're the evil man, and I'm the righteous man. And Mr. Nine Millimeter here, he's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean you're the righteous man, and I'm the shepherd, and it's the world that's evil and selfish. And I like that. But that crap ain't the truth. The truth is, you're the weak. And I'm the tyranny of evil men. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd.
2: <laughs> oh, man, Brad. You nailed it. I nailed it. mean, you spat right through it, but... Yeah. Was that your black voice? <laughs> Did you do a black not. voice for that one? <laughs> yeah, you started off a little black.
0: You <laughs> did, you did start off, you,
2: you know you did, Brad. You started off a little, but that's okay. Just to warm up. Because <laughs> he's black, it's okay. It's okay. All right, very good.
1: Oh, man. I got a little chills during that. Yeah, I mean, he's no Abdul Smith, but yeah. He's all
0: right. That's put me on the spot there. Well, you the you put you improv you? in there,
2: too. So improv, you got to think on your feet, even though this was a script. We were going to do a Whose Line Is It Anyway sketch. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, is, that is one of my favorite
0: shows, actually.
2: This is a great show. All right,
1: Brad.
2: You feel better now? I'm trying real hard, Brad. You morose bastard. Yeah.
1: You feel a little we're better? We're trying now. real hard to deal with your ass. Uh, y'all, okay. I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. I kind of want
2: Brian to read this now, though. Dude, I love that scene. That whole movie. Samuel
1: Jules Winfield was the man. Yeah, but there's no way you wouldn't curse. You'd get so much oh, into character, you'd just blow right through that uh, stuff. I think we had one of those last week while you were off.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. You just cursed on the yeah. air? Did that happen, yeah. Pete? Uh, it was close.
1: Uh, uh, oh. Which <laughs> station? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm always close on that station. Yeah, that's right. That 880 all the time. Yeah, that did, that did I, d- I,
0: I do miss you rolling through. And then the, the sound for the studio, I do miss you rolling yeah. through with your good morning and your greetings well, to everybody. I'll have to come see you.
1: <laughs> we, we do have
2: a couple of times of Brian slipping and not even knowing it. Yeah, uh, we have those saved. We, I don't know if we can play the one those. time. No, there was a couple. There was there no. was at least there was. Well, there was the one
1: time when the cop lied yeah, to but me. I'm
2: talking about. There's other times where you've said words. I don't even think you've realized you oh. said it. You know which ones I'm talking about, right? With the couple of times you said the S word, yeah. and he didn't even like realize it. Oh, yeah. We have a couple of those saved. I bet. Too. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's funny actually. Because it just it just flows at you. It. It's just your it's your default setting. You the know? police
0: one was the best.
2: Oh yeah, that was yeah. Well, I said bull crap.
0: <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's bull laughs> I said that's bullshit.
0: That's signal. All
2: right, Brad. It is signal. And, and do the update. You're smiling. Yeah, now. look at him. You are not all the right, shepherd. You right. got
1: him to smile. Right. No. You are not the weak anymore. You're oh. the evil and the selfish.
0: All right, guys, we'll start with Major League Baseball. Great story in Denver involving Rockies pitcher Chad Bettis, his first time back on the mound since treatment for testicular cancer. He fired seven shutout innings, and the Rockies blanked the Braves three-zip. I don't think I was really
2: in tune with what was going on until about the fifth. Just so many emotions, and I was trying to get them under control, but it just, I mean, it was taking much longer than what was expected It was great. You know, I was just
0: trying to soak it all in. Elsewhere in the National League, Giancarlo Stanton was at it again. Tie block ready. The
1: lefty deals again. Stanton swings, hits a gigantic high fly ball. This is deep to left. Here it is, folks. A new Marlins single season home run record. And the holder is Giancarlo Stanton at 43.
0: Dave Van Horn, Marlins Radio Network there. Stanton breaking Gary Sheffield's 1996 team record. He's also got 22 homers in the last 34 games. Marlins beat the Giants in Miami. 8-3. Aaron Judge hit his American League-leading 36th home run, one of three for the Yankees and a 4-2 win over the Mets in the Subway Series. The Yankees trailed the Red Sox by four and a half games in the American League East. The Sox lost a makeup game to the Indians at Fenway, 7-3. Two two-run homers for Edwin Encarnacion. Cleveland's won four straight, now a five-game lead in the AL Central. The Cubs move a game and a half in front of the Cardinals in the NL Central, a 15-5 route Of the Reds at Wrigley Field, Anthony Rizzo in a home run and five RBIs. From the NFL, the Chargers are hoping rookie wideout Mike Williams will be ready to go and make his debut in October. He's been dealing with a herniated disc in his back since OTAs. The Bears kicked offensive lineman Kyle Long out of practice after he was involved in a couple of fights. Some highlights from the new NBA schedule released yesterday. Paul George is going to return to Indianapolis December 13th. Chris Paul takes on his former team in L.A. January 15th. Jimmy Butler heads back to Chicago in February. Gordon Hayward's first game in Utah will be in March. And according to the toxicology report, Tiger Woods had five drugs in his system when he was arrested in May. Vicodin, another strong painkiller, Dilaudid, also Ambien, Xanax, and THC. <laughs> we really sold that last one? NTHC. <laughs> T-H-C. He's,
1: he's still working on T-H-C. his acting chops,
0: huh? <laughs>
2: T H C Good, good, good thing it didn't end with a death notice there you know? <laughs> At the age of 87 <laughs> and,
0: and The black brand came back yeah, and, it and, it, and, it. A, and a THC. <laughs> and a t-h-c. <laughs> t-h-c. <laughs> All right, All right cool. Maybe there's voiceovers in my future for that I don't know. <laughs> You never know, Brad Well, thanks, man Look at this, he's
2: laughing, he's uh, oh, oh. getting <laughs> I knew that, that I'm not was supposed hurt.
0: to smile like this at 7 30 in the morning. Yes, you
2: are. Oh, it's not that early anymore, Brad. That's true. Actually, that's Come true. <laughs> you've been, you've been I've been up, up for
0: five hours. That's true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't start now. Don't. Now yeah. you're
1: slipping back. Yeah, don't do it. You're slipping
2: back.
0: Back to you.
2: <laughs> that's uh, Brad Heller. We'll talk to him next hour.
1: You and your THC. <laughs> THC. That's right. Uh, so
2: I got a pitch from my wife last night. She goes, "I love this Bachelor in Paradise show. Okay. I'd like you to watch it with me, mm-hmm. and you'll get into this one because it's got that Corinne girl in it mm-hmm. that you guys are all uh, wrapped up in on on the show. <laughs> Platinum Vagine. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It's all scandal with her and the guy Demario. Okay, and you should watch this. Okay, and I still couldn't do it. I could no. not, I could not bring myself to watch it. I feel like I knew enough about what went on. There was no sexual misconduct that had taken place after the investigation. Okay. I feel like we had... I mean, we spoke to Corinne. I mean, we've got... Mikey B's got her cell phone number. Yeah. Hey, you hit on her. All this... You said... I
1: was, I was just saying hi. Yeah. You, That's how we say hi, downside. You said snip him to her. I said, so. hey, Corinne. Good <laughs> <laughs> Good morning so I, I'm sure <laughs> DeMario said the same thing. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, <Karine." yeah>, right. <laughs>
2: so uh, it did debut. And I guess the beginning of the show was all about that that issue. And they, they used it to, to get eyeballs to the screens. But I, I don't need to be one of those guys that is going to claim masculinity and not watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Right. I don't need to do that. I just really don't like... That type of smut reality TV, I can't. I can't do it. I do like certain reality TV. I, I don't hate it all. There's that show where these dudes fish for tuna off the outer banks, and I think that that's mm-hmm. really cool because they're fishing for their livelihood and they get a big old tuna it's like an eight thousand dollar tuna and then they're able to feed their family for a week right i get into that i got into last chance you which is a docu-series it's a it's a reality show i can get into that but this is just it's 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 too much it's too over the top it's drama it's too overproduced it's bullcrap so i was proud of myself last night and and not watching it, and that's last night is now the last. That's it for 15 minutes for Corinne Olympios. She's never going to see her. I don't think so. I mean, where else is unless they keep bringing her back for this Bachelor in Paradise thing okay. or, or
1: whatever? But so they're really just to put a bow on this baby. No scandal. There really was no. There sexual? was a, there was a scandal, but there was no sexual misconduct. Right. So just two young cats hooking up. Right. That yeah. Would, That's it. We're very drunk, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snapple. Yeah, DeMario.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What's wrong with that? Snapple.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, man. He probably used that on Korean, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Snapple. Yeah. Take that, take that. But
2: I've been saving this. She actually said to DeMario, she goes, you know, you remind me of a guy that Mm? I got interviewed by. Brian Jones. (laughs) He's not here now, but you are. So let's get it on. Mm mm-hmm. said, "Sniff him." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was right before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so then so that's the end of that. So oh, no, no good. More, this is the this is the Corinne, the laying to rest of Corinne. Undeo, they look and so
1: happy, man. Oh,
2: what you're watching that? scene? Yeah, around? they
1: look so happy together. They oh. showed them days after their sexual encounter. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I can't even tell which you <laughs> live and which you
2: was drop <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Let you go to Mario. Kendall Jenner with a new NBA boyfriend. Who could that be? That's that's the Pepsi one.
1: Kendall. Oh, right. she had a NBA guy before. Um, it's hard to keep up with these. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, she, Kai, who's with Tristan? She, that's
2: Chloe. Oh, it's Chloe. Yeah, it's one of the older ones. Okay. But Kendall and... right now is in Charlottesville with a can of Pepsi. She's handing it out <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> and she also has a new NBA boyfriend. You don't
1: know this one? I don't know. I can't keep up with them. They, they move quickly. <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> Chloe was the one it's... with Lamar, right? Yep. All right. And Harden. Yep. And now, Kendall. She used to be with another NBA player. Now she's with. A I don't little. know if she ever was oh, with an okay. NBA
2: player. Actually, I don't. I don't know that. But All she's right. got. She's got. I should say a new boyfriend who is an NBA player. Okay, that's the way I should put it. And, and Kendall, let me yeah, see we, which one that one is. That's the big tall one. Oh, really? Yeah. So while Brian Google's How tall that is tall, <laughs> we'll take a break and come back and give you that story.
0: It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play
1: it at play.it.
2: Blake Griffin is the guy that Kendall Jenner has been hanging out with. They've seen or been seen together twice Mm. in one week. And if you're a a good-looking young male and a good-looking young female and you're interested in the opposite sex, you hang out twice in one week, Chances are there's something going on. I would Can think. Can it be coincident?
1: No. Not in my mm. book. No. Blake. Now, Blake has babies by another chick there in L.A. Does Dick, he? Think uh, Matt Leinert's old squeeze. I was going to say he's Matt Leinert's father. That is an interesting <laughs> development. I believe so. I mean, I'm not one to gossip wow look at but you i heard Blake griffin children i'm googling now yeah Bryn
2: cameron or something like that wow mm-hmm. yeah he's got uh ford wilson cameron griffin is the name of the kid ford wilson ford wilson cameron griffin
1: oh okay
2: so yeah i don't oh. see the so yeah you didn't you wow, look at you Wow. you're all over this
1: you were all over this. No, 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 no. I'm not one to gossip. I'm not over it. Don't give me credit. But mm-hmm. I didn't know.
2: I didn't even know this. Usually I got the finger on the pulse. I, I am instructing
1: you of what's going on. to the, the Jenners, man, I'm just waiting <laughs> for my shot. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else getting a shot. Uh, and this Kylie used to be with ASAP Rocky, apparently. Kendall did. Ken- Kendall. Kendall was with ASAP Rocky. Who are we talking about now,
2: Kendall? Kendall's with Blake. Kendall's oh, the tall Kylie's the one who Kylie's with got who? already. Well, she's with Tyga. Oh, she's with Tyga. And she got all the the stuff done to her face and her butt and all that stuff. Oh, really? Oh, there's no doubt. And lip injections, Why you probably do that? a nose job. Well, because you want to look Let me see how she screwed up. I don't even See, I can't keep up with a whole bunch of them Jennas. And there's a new reality show Life of Kylie that I caught my wife watching that one too. Wow. That was a rough one. That was the one I had Kylie to Kylie Oh, she's
0: just
1: uh, Oh yeah, she looks totally different now. Yeah, when she was a, a mm-hmm. when a she was wee real, tot. yeah, yeah, when she was real, and now look at her.
2: So good luck to Blake Damn. Griffin
1: and Kendall Jenner. Yeah, way to go, Kendall. <laughs> or wait, yeah, wait, Kendall. Way to go. <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, got way. another one. Yeah, man, get down. With the get-down. I tell you. They get around. They do.
2: I guess Chloe's the one that gets around the most, probably. she's, she's Isn't she engaged to Tristan? Well, there's Tristan. There's James Harden. There was French Montana.
1: There was... Archie Diacono. No, no, no. No, no, not him. <laughs> uh, there was, was also... It was Tiger. That's why he had a drug
2: cocktail. <laughs> she was married to <laughs> Lamar Odom. Wow. So, yeah, she... Hey. Well, Kim. Well, Kim, probably. Kim had a lot
1: of... Forgot about her already. She so, had a few. Yeah. yeah. Ray, Ray well, J, you, you, you can know, you watch ne- that one. Yeah, you never know. You know, you got to test drive a few before you figure <laughs> out what you like, right? Kick the tires, as yeah. they say.
2: And these are the most famous people in our country right now, for the most part. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty pathetic. Mm. There's young girls all over the place emulating these. Yes. These fine They, they are role
1: models. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky. Yep. ASAP. Some of the names of the rappers. Excellent. There's a group. ASAP. ASAP. ASAP Mob. ASAP's Fables? ASAP to Biscuit. There's a group. ASAP Mob. Okay. And he's one of the members. There's ASAP Rocky, and there's another one. ASAP something, 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 yeah. Some. Anyway, Rocky's pretty good. Lil Uzi Vert. Uh That's a I, guy. I, that, that is a guy, a little oozy vert. Yes. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, there's some crazy little, names. Little, out little there. Little boozy. You got a little Yachty. Little Yachty. Yeah. Why is everybody so small? I don't know, Little Lil Yachty's tall. Oh is he? He's got crazy hair. Ironic. Style. Yeah. Excuse me? What no, you said? I said I, he oh, didn't you say said anything.
2: That? I said ironic. Oh, ironic. But he's tall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <You> know <laughs> The Lawton kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't start. Uh, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Carlos Delgado. <laughs> no, no, that's not a weird. That's not
2: a weird name that we're looking for. But, <laughs> oh, let's
1: see. Well, we got. Well do. French
2: Montana is an interesting one too. I mean,
1: well, are, he's French. He's yeah. from uh, Morocco, <laughs> so yeah, that's not weird. Yeah,
3: that's a
1: weird French. The it's Montana weird. part? It's
2: just a weird name. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: just, okay. just, just a name. Uh, whole, bu- whole bunch of Bugatti Casino. Bugatti's definitely weird, <laughs> we, and we need to we need to reach out to him. He's our eyes and ears, along with our boy Clarence there in, in Fort Worth about the Cowboys. So I'm sure Bugatti's got some. The Redskins school. fan? He can't be the eyes and ears. Yeah,
3: she's, I ain't stole no down.
1: <laughs> well, you keep your enemies closer, right? He 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 keeps an eye and his ears on the Cowboys, just like I watch Fox News. <laughs> Oh, uh, keep your enemies closer. You got to know what they're talking about. Oh, man, I right? tell you. Uh, so
2: the, the NBA schedule is out. It's an earlier start. There's no four games in five days. So they're trying to do a better job to prevent the big resting problem that they had last year. And I don't know, you know if it's going to help or not. But as I said, while this was a big topic during the end of the regular season, None of this would be nearly as big of a deal if it didn't seem like the coaches and players were spitting in the face of the league by resting guys in big matchups on national TV. Mm-hmm. That's when it became a bigger issue. If you re- and also, when you rested all of them at the same time, if it was LeBron here, Kyrie there, Durant here, Steph and
1: Clay there. Like,
2: then it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But you arrested all of them at
1: the same time
2: and a couple right. of times during national right. TV games.
1: Yeah, that's the rub. Yeah, you, you can't have a, a wholesale sitting of your stars uh, during one game, especially if it's a nationally televised game. And it shouldn't matter whether it's nationally televised or not. The pan, fans pay hard-earned money. You have your regional uh, broadcast as well. So you want to see those guys play and then to not just have one star or two. I <laughs> have all three sitting. That's just wrong. You, you, you're doing that to a detriment uh, to your fan base, and I understand you're trying to you, – you say you want to help your bottom line, and they're going to show up regardless. Well, eventually they'll catch on and they won't show up. Uh, why would you? I mean, I think if you'd get to a point where you'd have to guarantee so-and-so is going to play before I plop down X amount of dollars to come see your team. So this is the first time in 72 years, the entire
2: NBA history, that there will not be any Four games in five days on anybody's schedule so it's the season will be extended by a full week as well so that i mean sure that'll that'll help a little bit but also if if the nba wants to have some sort of penalty for teams who do rest players it's so easy it'll be so easy to get around just say russell
1: westbrook has a calf injury tonight. <laughs> him what do you? I mean, you got to prove it, man. Not, let us, let, we got we got to see it, and we got to rub it. Just make sure there's a, a <laughs> bruise or a knot in there. I don't think the NBA is going to have a rubber <laughs> come down. Some, the, the NFL <laughs> has that guy that checks the uniform when you come out of the locker room. Yeah, everybody has one of those. Yeah, guys. well, they're going to have uh, they're going to have someone come and check out his calf. <laughs> I yeah. The
2: guy for the Steelers. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm here to check the calf.
2: <laughs> it used to be his, his name was Edmund Nelson, who used to play for the Steelers. I mm-hmm. think he went to Auburn. Edmund, and <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he used to go <laughs> into the locker room and just he went like full back to his playing days, you know, because he was on the <laughs> he was on TV as like a the post game guy too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, well, I think that the steel, it's like you, you know, in certain situations, you know, a collegiate, it was collegiate. Right. Well, I think that the Steelers, Bob, but well, what they need to do is make sure that this defense stiffens up. And he would walk around the locker room after practice and like talk, man, what is that? <laughs> 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 Y'all you, kidding me with them socks, man! You know, and i just use the laugh. and be like, Edmund, hey, what? What You know, and he'd go up and get pounding.
0: Man, you know you can't hang it on your shoulder.
2: <laughs> and they'd be, like, all right, all right. But it worked. You know, the kids in the play, would be like, all right, I got you, I got you. I got you. you know, because if he walked around and was like, listen, you cannot have right. those yeah. shoes in that manner, they'd be like, man, screw you. You guys but, speak their language, dude. Yeah, but it was it was, it was, was really funny. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. Edmund also had, he has those very long, he has this, wears a bald head, as you say. He's got those mm-hmm. very long. Uh, ridges in his head, you mm-hmm. know, like the, you see some people yeah. like that, and he said one day he was out playing poker, and, and, this, and this he goes, man, I've never been so insulted in my life. And I said, well, what happened? I'm playing poker, and this lady looks at me and goes, how long you had cornrows? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, bitch, that's my head. <laughs> he said this right before we started a segment on some Steelers and like, I, I remember DVRing it watching it back. I was tearing because I couldn't, you know. It was, it was like, welcome back to Steelers Saturday night. <laughs> where we're talking about the Steelers and the Titans this week.
1: Ah, I've seen guys like the crevices, man.
2: Yeah, but they were like perfect right, line. I mean, yeah. It looked like the Finger Lakes, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, <laughs> we got a lot more happening on the show that you don't want to miss. I promise. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?